It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, horse wasn't so great. We'll talk about that, and the NBA has a bit of a re-entry plan. What does that mean for what the rest of the season and playoffs might look like? We're going to talk about it on the Monday Locked On Celtics. Millies, let's go! Monday and still podcasting, even though the only thing to talk about is a game of horse that's going on right now as we record on ESPN. I'm John Corrales of MassLive.com, here with Chuck McKenney of RedsArmy.com. Basically, it's nothing but Reds Army guys on this podcast lately, uh, which is fine with me. It's cool. How's uh, how's quarantine treating you, Chuck? It's wonderful. It's it's wonderful. I'm uh, I am stocking up on uh, adult beverages, and I'm consuming <laughs> adult beverages, and I am restocking up. No, I mean I'm just uh, doing whatever it takes to to make it to the next day. Right? It's just that sort of narrow focus, day by day. Yep. Not to think of the big picture. When you think of the big picture, then everything becomes a little bit overwhelming. So yeah. that's how I'm getting through. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Um, yeah, it's a good thing that the, the liquor stores were deemed essential. Um, basically, <laughs> if, if they weren't going to be opened, somebody would have opened them up and looted them by now. Like, that's that, that no one was going to not find a way to get something to drink during this uh, quarantine. So, you know, today's podcast brought to you by Adult Beverages. Um, <laughs> uh, so th- we're watching this horse thing as we're recording the Pierce and Zach Levine one is going on Pierce currently getting his ass kicked. I think right now it's like H O R, uh, Chuck, this has not been good. This horse <laughs> broadcast, the, the best, the best tweet that I saw, uh, was from Harrison Fagan who does, uh, he, he's a, a Lakers guy. And he said, me a week ago, I miss basketball. I'll watch anything. Me tonight, never mind. (laughs) Listen, you know, I mean, I I agree with him in that I'm desperate for anything. I I just think we we didn't quite understand what it's like to watch horse. You know what I mean? Horses is barely tolerable when you're playing never mind watching people play it right so i think that that's the thing you you should have come into this thinking wait a minute i'm gonna watch guys or girl watch people play horse it's not going to be the most exciting thing and i think if that's your baseline then you shouldn't be disappointed and i think what we're learning by watching what you know paul and zach levine here is a big part of this is player personality yeah. that makes that's what may that's what's making Pierce's segment here a bit more enjoyable is that there's this obvious athletic you know advantage that Levine has over Pierce and Pierce is playing into it they're joking around and and that's what you need you know we didn't see that you know 
no offense to Mike Conley or Trey Young, but these guys aren't the most personable and funny. Like that's what you need to to keep this thing going. Yeah. And I think that's what's making Pierce's segment a bit more fun. And you know, we're partial because obviously we're we're fans of the truth and he has the cool Celtics logo and sure. and another thing, he's got clearly the best like his his house, you can see the you know his his view, his landscape looks you know looks awesome. Yeah, he's got a nice place, <laughs> right? He's got a nice place. Yeah. So, but but I think it's more than just the guys shooting around. It's like you need to have some personality interjected into this, and maybe maybe that wasn't quite considered with some of the other folks that uh, you know some of the other players that that were selected to be in this. Like, right? No offense, Mike Conley is dry. Chauncey Billups is a little dry. Um, the part of this whole thing is like the, the personality, the drama a little bit like we, it really highlights like, why do we like sports? What the, it's, it's the same thing as everything else. It's drama that's built up by like, you know, going on a run, a, you know, a 13, two run is like building up the drama on one side or the other. The, the there's a lot of just general kind of story elements in in a game. This is just screwing around, you know, and you have to have like something to punch it up. And so if, if you're not, there's a way to do like horse in an arena where two guys are in the same place, two people are in the same place and you can have announcers and a crowd and like you know a shot clock and all of that. But to to do it like this, you really have to have people that have personality. Uh, the problem is the people with the personality. Do they also have a hoop in their yard? Like they basically canvassed <laughs> the NBA and said, "Hey, it's like a, a company wide email. Does anybody have a hoop in their yard? Would you be willing to you know screw around with somebody?" And play horse, like sign up on the sign up sheet. I here's a shared Google Doc. Sign up if you're interested. Basically, it like not everybody has yeah. these these kinds of setups. So, like, uh, you know, Jason Tatum was the guy last week talking about like I don't have a hoop in my house. He just got a new place. He's he was thinking about going back to St. Louis. He doesn't have a place in St. Louis. He hasn't bought a home back in St. Louis. Like he's still on his rookie deal. So you, you can't have any of these rookies because they don't have big mansions yet. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So you can't have Zion. Like people, how fun would it be to have Zion on here to do it? But he's, you know, does he have a hoop? Where, where does he live? He just moved to New Orleans. You know, so like, I don't know. The, the, the fact that like Pierce is getting walked, like just rocked right now. Um, but it's, it's, it's funny. Like, Pierce is making this kind of funny. Yeah, I, I agree. And and that's the thing. I mean, I want to, you know, I'll watch to see what Chris Paul does. And I'm not even sure who he's going up against. But he, he seems to, to me could, that, could, that could be an, he could be another player where there could be some humor interjected into this. And and that's what will that's what will make it. And man, Pierce has a hell of a view and a nice little <laughs> look, cool, at, this, that like, look at that nice. setup. I'm, Damn. I mean, that is just, you know, I know he's made a, you know, 150 plus million in his career and then some, but yeah, that's a sweet court. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, they threw it together in a couple of weeks and, and, you know, I'm not going to rip on ESPN for, for this. I'm, I'm no, watching I mean, it. It's just, 
something to poke fun at. And, you know, maybe if they're forced to do another one in a couple of weeks, maybe they come up with other, with other ideas and they, and they realize, Hey, we, maybe we can, let's get Carnet to do this. Let's get somebody like Barkley. You know, I know there's contractual, you know, uh, obstacles and stuff, but those are the types of players, players that, that you need. But for me, it's like, you know, we're talking about basketball. We're watching some, some form of basketball. Um, Otherwise, I'd be, you know, on my couch watching, you know, running through Netflix again. So right. I, I really can't bitch. I really I can't bitch. You know, no, I need something different in my life. I know. I know. It's we I, I had higher hopes, um, mm. but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I, I was hoping for maybe a little bit better quality. Like, get him a 5G phone. Get him a, <laughs> you know, couldn't this be like. Seriously, like, go to T-Mobile and be like, hey, you know, you're selling 5G. Like, we'll, you know, push we'll push your 5G thing. And, uh, you know, we'll say, hey, shot on T-Mobile 5G, blah, blah, blah. And that would be, that would be you know, a promotional tool. I don't know. I'm just, it's fine. It's fine. I, I don't know what else, what else can they do? I, I would have liked to see, like, rapid fire, like, pig, not horse. Like, make it quicker. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's the drawback, right? You you, you, you have some buildup, and then the shot is missed, and you're like, okay, yeah. now, what's, now what's next? And then, then the next, you know, then it's the other player's shot, and then they build up, and then it's missed. So it's like, I mean, that's just the nature. That's just the nature of the game. And they're, they're trying to, you know, show some interesting stuff and taking you into the player's house. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, for Pierce, yeah, he's got the bowling alley. He's got all this other stuff. I mean, when we were looking at Tamika Catchings, it's, you know, we're not going to see that sort of thing. So. Right. Right. Um, is they're limited with you know the the player they have in that in that particular spot, but uh, like I said, I think it's um, they threw it together. It, it's um, there's some clear shortcomings, and I think if they were to do it again in two weeks, maybe they'd be able to to um, to kind of fix those things. But but look, this morning, you know, I haven't watched a lot of ESPN in the in the last couple of weeks, but as I'm flipping through, ESPN was broadcasting like the 1997 spelling bee. So yeah. for them, I mean, I mean, that's the alternative, right? Are, are we right. watching 19, vintage spelling bees or are we watching current athletes playing, you know, shooting yeah. baskets? So I'll take this already yeah. vintage spelling bee. <laughs> vintage right? spelling bee. Oh, I've seen this. I know how to spell this word. Right. <laughs> um, it's nuts, man. It's, it's nuts. I know. It, it's all we got. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I compared it to like, uh, somebody driving an Uber to make ends meet. The NBA needs money. Like they need to make up their lost ad revenue. And they're like coming up with something like this is presented by state farm. They're like doing a make good. So state farm doesn't come back and be like, Hey, um, we're not going to pay you this X amount of million dollars because there was no basketball. So they're like, okay, if we do a horse thing, people might watch. Let's, you know, we're, we're making good here. So, yeah. Part of part of this is is the league saying, "Hey, you know, we we're going to try to save a couple of bucks here and there." This is their version of like buying ramen for dinner. You know, they're they're, they're just trying to save a couple of bucks and put on a show and this is what you get. This is this is the result of that and we'll see what other ideas they come up with. Uh when we come back, the the NBA is trying to make its return, and it has a plan. We're going to talk through what we know now 
of the NBA's plan. They have a, a, a return set 25 day return and an end date that they might. So now we're starting to see some possibilities of what the league might be. We're going to do that in the meantime, go ahead and get yourself some food, order something to be delivered. You can do that through Postmates, small businesses, restaurants, these deliveries, this is the only way they're staying afloat and Support your local businesses if you can. If you have the opportunity, if you have a few bucks uh, to order a delivery from a place that you like that's offering it, a lot of times this is the way they stay open. So whatever it is, if it's an early morning breakfast burrito, or uh, your local liquor store, they can deliver like a 12-pack of beer while you watch this horse. Uh, whatever it is, Postmates is there for you. Uh, if you're like me, I'm a big eater. You probably start thinking about what you want to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. Uh, I love using Postmates because they deliver food from any restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier from groceries. They can go do that. Uh, whatever you can think of, convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. No more trips to the store. Stay inside. No more late-night fast food runs. Don't even have to worry about where to grab your lunch if you're still working. Download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites. Get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's LOCKEDONNBA for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need. Anytime you need it, Postmate it. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Brian Windhorst on SportsCenter said the NBA is looking at a 25-day return to basketball window. Uh, They hope to enact it. It's an 11-day series of individual workouts with some social distancing. And then hopefully, if the clearance comes, they can play five-on-five basketball, a 14-day training camp. So now we know the NBA is planning this 25-day return. We've heard Gordon Hayward. We've heard Ennis Cantor. Other players have said, we're going to need two to three weeks to ramp back up. (laughs) And the NBA has said that they want to kind of wrap things up by like Labor Day weekend. So Chuck, we're, we're kind of pushing this now. We're starting to get a very small window of when actual games can happen. Because if it takes 25 days, that's basically almost a month. And if they have that hard off, as I use TV terminology, um, they, then we, we have a very small window. So we're recording this on April 12th. It's the April 13th podcast. They're not going to come back in April. They're not going to come back in May. Right. Do you, th- right. We're looking at the most optimistic, absolute, everything goes right. Almost miraculous timeline is june june 1 that they say okay we're gonna flip the switch 25 day return to basketball plan and i don't even i'm not even confident in that but what yeah so yeah no i mean and this has always been that sort of like forgotten aspect to it you know i think we're just for me it was like you know, let's just get over this hump and then all of a sudden we'll have basketball games again. And it's like, no, hello, the players need to work their way back into shape and, you know, um, get back with their teams and stuff. So um, this 25-day period makes sense. I think, you know, the, the obvious date that comes into my mind as we're talking this through is can they start basketball after the 4th of July, right? Would that be a good period? And that's still... Pretty optimistic because that means maybe by June 1st or about that point, they start with this 25 day period and that's about six weeks away. And, um, I know in the grand scheme of things, that seems like, um, it might not be enough time, but this is still a very fluid situation. You think about how, how your life has changed in, you know, every two weeks and, and stuff. Um, well, not, you know, I mean, my life hasn't changed. I'm still on my couch, but. When you follow the news and you see, you know, you see how it's progressing through the country and and how, you know, it seems like it's um, it's approaching plateau level in certain hot spots and then new hot spots pop up. So so it is very fluid in that regard. But but I still feel like maybe in early June they they can approach this 25 day period and that puts us to after Fourth of July for basketball. Now, my question to you is. I thought that there was a point where they thought that starting the, you know, restarting the playoffs or starting the playoffs in September was, was still a viable option. And now you're, you're, you're intimating that they want to curb it by Labor Day. So where does the, where, where does the league, where does the league stand on all of that? Like where, are they not willing to push it into September, which would, I mean, ultimately impact next season, but. Have they given up on that? Well, Woj, uh, last week, 
said that um, the league would like to crown a champion around Labor Day weekend or by Labor Day weekend. That's what they would like to do. But that is incumbent, I think, on the NFL. And so there, there are a couple of factors in play of when the this, this season can end. The NFL is a big one because that's, you know, the, the beginning of September is about when football comes back. And, yeah. and there's just the NBA does not want to compete with football at that point. Um, they'll if they're in the finals and a timeline is instead of the first week of September, it's the second or third week of September. And like they're just you're going to see an NBA finals at that point. They'll deal with it. But. That's about when they need it to, to stop. The other factor is you've got, when do you start next season? You have to right. start next season at some point. And so in October and November, you're playing what an average of what? Three games a week. So you're, you're playing six weeks of games. And so that's, you're, you're talking about 18 games, 20 games, potentially, um, Right. So, uh, yeah, there, that's, that's not an insignificant amount. I mean, you're, you're, you're going through October, November and, and you're, you're playing like 20% of your season or so. So how much do they pair back next season? How many games do they play next season? How far into the summer are they willing to go next season? How, how does that impact two seasons from now, like all of these things, it's all part of the ripple effect. Uh, and I don't think as some people have suggested, I don't think a permanent change to starting the NBA season in December is feasible. I don't, I don't know right. if you've thought about that, but the, the entire- well, that would be a size. Yeah. That would be a seismic shift, I guess. So you, you think about um, if you look at it, just strictly numbers and, and, you know, ratings and dollars and cents, um, is it more valuable to the league to squeeze in the playoffs um, in you know this summer, maybe bleeding up until yes. you know that sort of September deadline, and then sacrificing, um, like you said, eighteen to twenty games of yes. next year's regular season? Totally, totally, it is, is right because a million. What we're assuming. Is. That the ratings for the playoffs are going to be, but but games in playoff games this summer will not have fans in the arenas. They will not, right? They will not, right? But now, it, will it, regular season games in the fall have fans in the arena? See that that's where I'm trying to figure out that where, I don't know. That right? I don't so know. and I don't think they know either. They don't like we don't know what it's going to look like. But for now, I would say. It, assuming they crown an NBA champion, we will not see fans. A, a fan will not see an NBA champion be crowned alive, uh, which is going to be weird yeah. as hell because yeah. you're looking at a team being crowned a champion in an empty arena. Like, the, <laughs> how do you how do you even celebrate that? Are they going to celebrate like they normally do? Like, it feels like like oh, okay, thanks, great, uh, yay. Uh, I mean, obviously not, but uh, so it's wild. I, I mean, I've watched 
I've watched um, Bill Maher and I watched some of Saturday Night Live. You know, you're used to that sort of live audience response and feel. And those those shows seem weird without that live audience response. I can't imagine what a sporting event is going to feel like without having fans in the freaking in the building. No fans you know what I mean? in the building. No fans That's at not- bars. No people running out in the streets to celebrate. No, none of that. It crickets. Mm. The whole way. I mean, there there would I, I assume be some celebrations, but like nothing. Not if the Celtics win the championship, then you would expect like Causeway Street to be flooded with people. It'll be like dead silent because none of those bars will be open. Assuming maybe they will. Who knows? But um, yeah, it's hard to say. Like so much depends. We're sitting here in the middle of April. And by May 1st, so much can be different. Chuck, it's it's been a month, one month since this whole thing shut down. Like, You sure? You sure it hasn't been 14 months? Right. <laughs> Chuck, I was, I was in Indiana a month ago watching the Celtics. I landed. It's April 12th that we're recording this. I landed... Back in Boston from that game on March 11th. So that, that, right? Yeah. That March 11th was supposed to be, no, March 12th was supposed to be the Bucks game. So March 11th was the game that, um, that Gobert tested positive. So it's been a month and a day. I'm convinced that by the 4th of July, um, we, 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 we start to return to normal. And, I, and by that, I mean there will not be 20,000 people in arenas. But I feel like for that – there was like that 10-day period where we had restaurants had to be at like half capacity. Right. You know, you, you vaguely remember that. And I think that might be the new normal moving forward where it's like you can have a bar open but – you have to, you know, really limit the number of folks that that can come in. I, I have a hard time believing that those those sorts of businesses will still be completely locked down and not a takeout basis only. I would like to think that we 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 reach a point where it's limited. I have no idea. I'm not a freaking doctor. <laughs> I'm not um, a policymaker at a you know an urban planner, but I'd like to think that we're at that sort of level. Where it's just, you know, it's kind of a, a muted sort of, um, you know, just, just a, it's just toned down. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. That, that, that's, that's what I think. And I think that it's going to be like that until we reach some sort of vaccine. Again, not a doctor, but scaled back. So, you know, um, I think there'll be some folks out there and that's, you know, what I'm hoping for. But again, it's still, as far as NBA games goes, it means no folks in the arenas. Um, and that that's probably going to be for the start of next season. And that, is that terrifying to these owners that they're not going to be able to do that? I mean, can they institute some sort of policy where it's like, okay, we're only going to let 8,000 people in. Our capacity is 20,000. Everyone has to see. I mean, everyone they might. has to sit a, a chair apart. You know what I mean? But Or there's a row up. I don't know. Is that is that going to be put, the new normal put, until – you put, t-shirt, you put t-shirt. t-shirts on the sh- uh, on the chairs that people can sit at, <laughs> and right? I, I can I can walk into a supermarket 
and there's they're operating at 40% capacity in Massachusetts and yep. so there's limited time I don't know I don't know I don't I have no clue whatever it is it's going to be weird for a while yeah. but yeah. let's let's assume they start on June 1st let, let me do this we'll take a break we'll we'll do the exact numbers we'll, we'll go from start to playing the regular season what can we actually see what will we actually get in the most optimistic scenario and then we have to pare it down from there we'll take a break we'll come back and do that Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. June 1st is is probably unrealistic, but I'm going to pick it as the most optimistic date just for this 25-day thing. All right, so 25 days, an 11-day series of individual workouts with social distancing. So I'm going to say that optimistically, the NBA says, all right, we've tested all of our guys Everybody's negative. We know that um, the the practice facilities are disinfected. There's social distancing. We're going to give these guys 11 days, and we're going to go from there. So for that, let, let's just start with June 1st. And if we go 25 days to uh, play basketball, uh, so – you run through your full training camp. That ends June 25th. Are you, Chuck, of the belief that this has to be played in a central location like the Las Vegas plan? Or do you think teams can travel to other cities? No, I think I think the central location still, still works best considering the circumstances okay. um, that are going on. Right? I mean, it's just – I think so just, too. I agree. Right. It's just there's too much there's too much uh, um, traveling uh, changes. It, it just um, expands the area with which you have to worry about the um, you know setting the parameters. Yes. So I think if you if you centralize it in one in one area that that makes it easier to to pull off. So let's say it's Las Vegas. Yes. You know we start late June. So and start the playoffs. If training camp ends on the twenty fifth. We got to give these guys a couple days to get out to Vegas. So June twenty eighth, a Sunday, a Sunday starts to um, the return of the regular season. Now, do we start with? No, no. Wait a minute. Return of the regular. We can't return to the regular season. You have to. You have to. You have to play. Absolutely. You can't just start the playoffs. You have to have these guys play some. Basketball, well, you have to Chuck. You can't, you can't just put these guys in into a playoffs. I think you have to play. Maybe, why? They're all in the same boat. They're all rusty. Yeah, but <laughs> but you got You got to give them time to like ramp up a little bit. Like that, essentially twenty five days. But Chuck, that's training camp. You, they haven't played against anybody. You, you have to give them some no time for that. No time. But okay, go ahead. I'll let you but, run with your point, but I don't think there's any time for them. Well, but the, see, that's the exact point. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what do we have time for? Because, well, let me ask you this. When you say that, are you talking, are you saying because you want a full playoffs with seven game series? 
Well, okay. Yes, I was thinking that. Maybe abbreviating, you know, the first round to five games, but that only saves you two. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're trying to uh, preserve the the season as best you can. If you end up chopping off an entire opening round, if there's if it's if it's not eight teams and it suddenly becomes four, that's really changing it. So I'd rather sacrifice regular season and, and just go with the with the eight teams. But I think maybe they need, feel like they need, they need some. I think you need to give okay. them. I think you need to give them some amount of games to play and get back into playing against other competition to get back into playing NBA speed. Like there's to me, there's three levels of returning to NBA shape level one, that first part of the plan, individual workouts, level two training camp, five on five scrimmages, level three, live basketball against other teams, because you know, you played. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you, you play basketball in college. You you understand, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Game right. basketball is I, different. No, you're you're right. I guess for me, I felt like they're all going to be even. It's not like one, you know, there's one squad out there who's going to be at a different level than the others. So if they're all going to be a little rusty, yeah, that first that first playoff round might be a little bit ugly, right? But but they're all going to be in the same field. So maybe okay, I'll concede that. Maybe so, there's three games. There's one week. There's three games of exhibition games. I don't know. Maybe you want to make them no, regular season games. I think they're regular games. season games. I think you play regular season games. and you. But you, the, that impacts the seedings. Of course. But I think you also give teams an opportunity to say, all right, like right now, if just looking at the full standings, if you go one through eight in the playoffs, then you know you still in the East – Indy and Philly are tied. Why not give them an opportunity? Why not have some teams kind of play each other to kind of determine a little bit of seeding? Out West, you have Utah, uh, a game ahead of the the OKC Thunder, who's tied with the, the Houston Rockets. Why not have a set of games, five games, eight games, whatever it is, to... Let these teams maybe figure out the seating for themselves, and you schedule po- it. It's post-pandemic. I mean, I I, I want to preserve everything that happened pre-pandemic and say everybody was on a level playing field. Let's just preserve that and build off of that. You know what? When you when you come back, and then the dynamic has completely changed, and then you're building off of you know the regular season, and you're you're trying to continue that. There's just so many different variables. I just would ra- – I just feel like that's not – that's not – it just doesn't seem fair. It just doesn't seem – But it, it seems completely different. Um, but your, you know, but post- to your point, everybody's on the same playing field. So it's not fair for everybody. And I agree it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not easy to, des- to decide. I, I follow your – I follow your point. I just – I'd rather say, you know what, pre-pandemic – this is what the seedings were, sure. and this is what we're going to go with. We're going to do some exhibition games. I'm sorry that your playoffs, your playoff appearance was decided by, you know, the fifth tiebreaker or a coin toss. But um, I, I don't know. I, I just would rather preserve that because that that just seems, um, it just seems more reasonable to me than than rolling out teams 
um, to play regular season games that are deciding playoff. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just doesn't fit with me. But I, but again, keep running with your scenario. I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll play along. I'll play along because no, like it's I want to hear. Very it. subjective, and it's and it's and it's it's tricky. And I don't. I think this is probably what owners' meetings sound like. Right. 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 <laughs> That's exactly it. The There's discussion. like. Right, because I'm sure what's good for the Milwaukee Bucks is not exactly great for the Indiana Pacers, who are sitting there in the fifth seed. But, like, I, I you have to play, like I said before, some games prior to the playoffs. You have to. Do you make those, quote-unquote, exhibition games that don't count? I mean, maybe, maybe that's part of the answer. Maybe you say two exhibition games or, or so to just, like, all right, let's ramp up. Let's go to Vegas, central location. You know, two teams just play each other. You go, it's a, it's, they don't count. Maybe that, that helps. But I still think you still play some regular season games. You give them the opportunity. So I was thinking my initial point was going to be there were 18 regular season games left. I think maybe you cut that in half and play the nine. Maybe you don't. Maybe you play two preseason, quote unquote, kind of ramp up games. That don't count, and then you you schedule five or six games that do. So you get everybody kind of back up to speed. You got a couple of games under your belt. Uh, so you like you come back on the twenty eighth. You play a game on the twenty eighth. You give those guys a couple of days off to recover. Um, you play a game on the first, a couple of days off to recover. Regular season. July 4th, 4th of July, big bang, fireworks. Here we go. It works out perfectly, Chuck. Uh, big show on Independence Day. Their NBA regular season returns for, if we do, every other day. Now we can now we can give these guys one day off. There's no travel. You do the 4th, the 6th, the 8th, the 10th. Four regular season games. Okay? You give... Maybe you maybe you schedule it so it's well. Wait a minute, we're playing in one arena, right? Yeah. How many arenas are we playing in? One arena. But so one but, arena. No, but but uh, so you're playing at UNLV. Yeah. So that's fifty. So you have basically if if there's you thirty got, teams, you got, you right? Got two so courts. You 15, got two courts at UNLV. Okay, so there's fifteen games that have to be played. Yes. So you okay, start two courts, right? So that's like seven and eight. So you right. you ha- how how you are start you? Em, you start them at eleven in the morning. You start them at nine in the morning. You start and you just that's not a fair. That's a disadvantage. You draw right. the nine a.m. game versus the seven p.m. game. That's a huge disadvantage, right? I mean, what the hell? No, I mean you're you're quarantined in Las Vegas. Like you're quarantined in your hotel. These guys aren't going to be at the Bellagio playing craps. Like you you get to sleep. You you know this is you're told this is it. Like yes. Yes, waking up and playing that 10 o'clock game is not going to be ideal, okay? But that that's you normally practice at that time anyway. And you've got nothing else to do. You shouldn't be out getting <laughs> drunk. You can't be, like, this is it. Right, like, look, look, listen, nothing's not fair, Chuck. Nothing's fair in this scenario. Okay, all right, because I'm not doing anything. But Chuck at 9 a.m. versus Chuck at 7 p.m. Two different people. But that's okay. That's okay. I'll keep rolling with it because that's you're right. You can only do there's, so much. There's only so like you. This is this is it. so you got two courts going. You start at let's say 10 a.m. You got 
that gets you to you, let's say three hour three hour blocks, and you have to account for like overtimes, whatever. But like let's just say three hour blocks. So ten, one, four, seven. That's what four games on each court. Uh, so that's eight games. Can, can that maybe maybe you do games every day and yeah, you know so right. you, so you play you know a certain amount of games on the 4th so you do every day there's you have to yeah right. so the Celtics play on the 4th the 6th the 8th the 10th and the Knicks play on if they if now there's the other question do you do you bring back all of the teams i don't think you bring back all of the teams because why bring <laughs> back the Knicks like forget it Cavs Hawks Pistons Knicks Bulls you're out like Hornet, you're out. Like, are you making a new schedule? What if the next? Yes, yeah, you're making a new schedule. Supposed to play the Knicks? No, you're making a new schedule. Like, you you've got like you, you can only do like five or six games. You got to do like so. You're making a new schedule. Like, the you know bottom... what seems much easier? Just starting with the goddamn playoffs because my head is hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing a couple exhibition games and starting with the playoffs because now we're eliminating teams. Yeah, we don't we don't have enough court time. <laughs> It's madness, man. It's but this is—I love that it's madness because that goes to show how hard this is going to be. Oh my god! So yeah. let's so let's say they if they start on July, the playoffs. Do they start in mid July? Like you're talking about? Uh, so July 13th to Labor Day. So that's three weeks left in July. You've got uh, four Eight, weeks, four full weeks of August. Yeah, it's close, right? And then September 7th is Labor Day. So you've got basically, let's call it a, about seven or eight weeks. How long is the playoffs? You can't, you can't play seven-game series. No, because we usually go through like uh, April 20th through June 10th or something, yeah. right? So. So yeah, so you're close. Yeah, but you're right. And I don't, you know, I mean, bleeding a little bit into football season as long as you're not playing games on Sunday. Right. Um, that's not that's not really a big, a big big issue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's close. It's close. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, there's the still no travel. To, the framework seems to be there that they could they could make it work, and even if they had to shorten that first series from seven to five just to save them a few days um i think they could get it i think they could get it in i I don't i don't know i think i think we might have to do but again no travel you can just go every other day you don't have to do two days off you don't have to draw it out oh which would be wonderful right right? that would be fantastic like a lot of part of why the playoffs go for so long is they draw it out there's so many off days you're like god just just go just do it and I think well, you're talking about playoff games in the afternoon, which is a different dynamic. Yes. Even, even when you have 16 teams, you know, you're still having games in the afternoons and the mornings. So, well, you basically, I think you would do, oof. you know, you, you would have like the East, the Eastern conference playoffs going on at the Thomas and Mack center and then the Western Conference playoffs going on across the pavilion in, in the Cox Pavilion, um, and, and those would be happening like 
simultaneously. Simultaneously, okay. Yeah. You know, or like I, I don't. You. You, you would. It's it's hard for for them to like schedule it all out where you can't just have like oh here's two games today here's two games tomorrow like that's that is out that is yep. out yep. um you could do you could tr- it, the other option if you don't want to have competing like i, I don't know ratings wise would it be better to have just one game on that everybody watches or two games on that maybe do you get an overall more people watching, even though there's less per game, maybe you get more overall people watching. Uh, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta feed the home market. So you, everything has to be televised. You gotta feed the home market. Of course. Of course. So yeah. like, and, and I think that some of the sacrifices that you're making get made up by like, if, if there's only going to be, basketball at this point like maybe baseball will come back but baseball is in a much different scenario because they're just starting their season they they don't even have uh spring training so it's going to take them a lot longer to to ramp up nba basketball can be back and up and running and and kind of be the only game in town and that will make it a lot more interesting and i think would get generate higher ratings than normal and that can kind of help make up for some of the some of the sacrifices that you're making so yeah i mean if i have to stream a game from the office if i'm in the office at you know 12 o'clock or two o'clock or whatever it is you're doing it i'm doing it (laughs) you know what i mean but i mean especially since we've been you know it's such a unique situation and we've we've been we've been deprived of of it like we'll we'll make it work i mean i'm sure we'll bitch about it but as we talk through it you just think holy shit there's so many logistical challenges um that keep that keep popping up it's like wow there's a lot to consider um while you try to preserve sort of the integrity of we still have eight teams we still you know we're not forcing teams to play every day we have a little bit of a break so um I mean, you and I, two idiots, just talking it out, seems that there could be a way to make it work. Um, so I'm a little bit optimistic that this may that this may happen. I mean, no. we still need to we need and everyone else needs to continue their social distancing distancing, and we need a lot of shit to happen between now and now and then. But you know, it makes me think, okay, this could actually happen. Please, I need this. <laughs> remember, Chuck, this was the most optimistic timeline. Yeah. If they right. start if they start this 25-day clock on July 1st, then what? Because we started on June 1st and got yeah. a somewhat acceptable playoff scenario. And the whole point of starting it on June 1st was to see how tough it was to get all of this in and realize you have to make a lot of sacrifices with you start this clock on June 1st. Every day past June 1st that that clock starts, that 25-day clock, makes it harder and harder and harder to actually get this full playoff, this full scenario in. And that's when you really have to start making some of the sacrifices, maybe some of the things that I threw out there. Maybe you only have 
you you eliminate Golden State and the Knicks and and all of these teams that are just out of contention. Maybe those te- those seasons are just over. Maybe you don't even have. I can see a scenario where they start late enough where you don't even have the seventh or eighth seeds that you play one through six and there's a buy involved and you play mm-hmm. shorter or the first round is best of three. Then you go best of five until the NBA finals and the NBA finals is best of seven just because you have to pare things down from somewhere. Uh, so whenever they start that clock, Beyond June 1st, that just makes everything more difficult. Yeah, it does. And the more we talk about it, it just, it could get pretty crazy and pretty unique. And it makes me think that they would want to preserve next year to be, you know, as normal as possible, as opposed to having two seasons that are like dramatically different. You know, even if they're able to resume in the summer and run the playoffs back like you and I talked about. Um, and they run it through that scenario. This this season was was completely disrupted, obviously. So it's just it's going to have that mark on it. Um, so you already have one season that has that. And I don't want to say asterisk, but but it has that Basically, mark on it. Do you, sure. do you want a second season to have it too? It's going to. Um, it has to because when do you start? If you end the most optimistic timeline again, let's say you end it on on Labor Day weekend, that's September seventh. You still have to have a draft. You still have to have an off season where free agents can make their decisions. Um, you can shorten the recovery, the time off, but these guys are still going to need time to have their bodies recover. And yeah. so you're, you're talking about starting the next season in December. And so I think whenever this ends, you can start a season you can you can look at Christmas as the start of next season, and you can play like a seventy-two game season and say, "Hey, next year we're gonna, we're going to play the the finals probably in July, and we're going to maybe delay the start of two seasons from now." But this is their opportunity to be like, you know what, seventy-two game seasons from now on, um, and maybe <laughs> and maybe next season is sixty-five games. Because they want to, they want to shorten it a little bit more. But then they come back and they say, "Look, the what season would that be? The twenty one, twenty two season. That could be a seventy two game season. And then that gets you a little bit, that gets you back on track. Because the the entire world plays basketball from the fall to the spring. And if the NBA decides to start playing basketball from December to the following September, it just, it doesn't work for me. You're, you're talking about having guys who finished college in April, play their first pro game in December, giving them what seven months off before their next competitive basketball game. You don't want to have a guy that you just drafted, have that much time off before he plays basketball. The international game would just be completely just turned on its head. It's just too much impacted by the by the nba changing its schedule permanently they'd have to eventually get back to a somewhat normal schedule that we that we know yeah you're you're absolutely right i think we talked about that on another pod it's just um between the ncaa and international play there's there's a lot to consider there so but i mean in every scenario there's a lot to consider it's like every two every two weeks go by i'm sure these owners are or the league is getting together thinking okay Here's where we stand now. 
let's, you know, project ahead. I mean, that's an awful lot of projecting with a lot of uncertainty. So, um, and it's why I'm, I am, you know, we don't hear a lot from the owners of bits and pieces come out, but, but I don't think they know, you know, they don't know. And we're, we're really just guessing and, and we're guessing with everything. Yeah. I don't know, you know what I'm going to be able to do in three weeks, so I shouldn't be able. To, <laughs> I know. I'm not putting, I'm not putting you know, uh, unrealistic demands on uh, you know the owners of a professional league. It's just that I know that if I'm subjected subjected to many more of these horse games that we witnessed in that, <laughs> I will lose my mind. <laughs> I I'm an optimistic guy, so I. I do have hope that there can be something, some kind of NBA basketball that returns to complete the 2019-20 season somehow. Uh, but I, I, I do believe that it's, it's going to be obviously different. It's obviously going to look different. Everybody knows it's going to look different. But I do believe they can do it. I think it's going to take a lot of kind of finagling. Um, and it's going to, it's going to impact the next season and maybe the season after that. Not, and I'm not just talking about financially, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I think that there's a, I think there's a, a an okay chance. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not one of those people who's, who's out there saying, well, that's it. Basketball's done. Forget it. Throw it away. Like I, I do think that we, we can actually see basketball again this summer. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take okay chance. It seems it, it seems to work. It's, Fingers crossed. It's better than a, a zero chance. It's a yeah. non-zero chance that the, that it comes back. All right, so we'll leave it at that, and hopefully, hopefully, we're right somehow. Uh, so, hey, tomorrow, Tuesday through Friday, the historical series returns. It's me. It's Mike Dynan of RedsArmy.com, and we're going to talk about the '70s. 70s Celtics, Tommy Heinsohn comes in and becomes a Hall of Fame coach during the decade. Havlicek becomes Havlicek and is the guy. Cowens comes in, JoJo White comes in. At the end of the decade, Cedric Maxwell, they draft Larry Bird. They win a few championships in the middle of it all. Uh, Meanwhile, the NBA is like this Coke-fueled thing that nobody's watching anymore. The ABA comes in. I mean, the 70s are just a wild decade. I think it's the lost decade in NBA history just because, um, you know, they dealt with so many things and the challenge of the ABA is so unique. So that's all coming up this week uh, on the podcast. So subscribe to the podcast uh, if you haven't already because it's going to be a fun week. I can guarantee you that. And no horse games. This is actually going to be fun. All of the good ratings, all the five-star reviews are very much appreciated. So is sharing the podcast, all of you telling your friends to listen to the podcast. Now, go ahead and tell your smart device to listen to the newest podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Tell your smart device to play Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.